You're listening to Clearly Conspicuous, a podcast series brought to you by Holland and Knight's Consumer Protection, Defense, and Compliance Team. Here at Holland and Knight, we have the working knowledge of how federal and state agencies operate and how courts address consumer protection issues. Consumer protection laws and regulations impact every dimension of business. Aggressive federal and state agencies are getting the attention of senior executives who are concerned about risk management, compliance challenges, and high-profile governmental inquiries. Holland and Knight's Consumer Protection Defense and Compliance Team has the experience, knowledge, relationships, and platform to effectively work with our clients to address these issues. Good day and welcome to another podcast of Clearly Conspicuous. As we've noted in previous sessions, our goal in these podcasts is to make you aware of and succeed in this very aggressive and progressive environment, make you aware of what's going on with the federal and state consumer protection agencies, and give you practical tips for success. It's a privilege to be with you today. Today, we discuss abuse discovery practices by the government, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that were sanctioned by a district court and blessed by a court of appeals. The CFPB brought an action against 18 defendants in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Georgia for engaging in or substantially assisting a fraudulent debt collection scheme. The CFPB alleged that several individuals created limited liability companies in Georgia and New York and perpetuated a debt collection scheme targeting millions of consumers. 13 defendants were individuals and their respective companies who directly participated in the scheme. The other five defendants were alleged to have substantially assisted the fraudulent debt collection scheme by providing services to the individuals that were direct operators of the scheme. Global Connect allegedly provided the telephone broadcast services used to, quote, broadcast millions of threatening and false statements to consumers, close quote. Global Payments, Pathfinders Payment Solutions, Frontline Processing, and Electronic Merchant Systems allegedly provided the processing services used to withdraw funds from consumer accounts. The CFPB alleged these five entities knew or should have known that their platforms were advancing unlawful conduct. In the litigation, the CFPB was served with deposition notices pursuant to Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 30B6. The CFPB objected to the deposition notices stating, quote, one, it had already provided the information to defendants in response to written interrogatories, and two, defendants inquired into topics within the law enforcement and deliberative process privilege, and three, the depositions were an improper attempt to question the CFPB counsel as to counsel's mental impressions and analyses, close quote. However, the district court overruled these objections, finding that 30B6 applies equally to government agencies and that factual matters were subject to inquiry. After the CFPB moved for a protective order to reduce the scope of questioning, relying on the same arguments, the district court granted in part 
and denied in part the CFPB's motion, finding that factual questions, including those regarding exculpatory facts, were allowed as opposed to questions about trial strategy. During the first deposition, the CFPB made over 70 work product objections, including objections to fact-based questions the district court had explicitly ordered it to answer, and the CFPB instructed its witness not to answer. The CFPB objected to the question, quote, are you aware of any facts that global payments knew that the debt collector defendants were collecting phantom debt, close quote. Additionally, the CFPB stated that it had not identified any exculpatory facts in the record. Deposing counsel asked the CFPB witness, quote, in the 300 hours that you spent preparing for the deposition, you didn't identify a single fact that was exculpatory as to global payments, close quote, to which the witness answered, that's correct. The CFPB gave its witness, quote, memory aids as well. The witnesses read verbatim for extended periods of time one witness read from a memory aid for 58 minutes. Defendants had expressed concern with the CFPB's strategic and evasive behavior, prompting the district court to conduct a telephone hearing with the parties, where the district court re-emphasized the guidelines of its previous order. Despite being reminded of the district court's orders, the CFPB continued to object on work product grounds, and this witness continued to only use memory aids, not answering the fact-based yes or no and follow-up questions. During the subsequent deposition, when the CFPB witness continued to read directly from these memory aids, quote, deposing counsel resorted to incorporate into the record the portions that the witness would have otherwise read aloud, close quote. Over 50 pages were incorporated into the record during the particular deposition. Due to the CFPB's continued obstructions during the four depositions, the district court granted the defendant's motion for sanctions pursuant to Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 37B and 37D, requesting the district court to dismiss the CFPB's claims against the five defendants. The district court found that the CFPB, quote, put up as much opposition as possible at every turn, close quote. The court found that the CFPB demonstrated willful disregard for the court's instructions allowing for sanctions under Rule 37B, and that the CFPB witness, even though he was present, quote, failed to appear, close quote. Under Rule 37D, the district court struck all the claims against the five service-providing defendants and dismissed them from the case. The issue before the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals was whether the district court abused its discretion when it dismissed the CFPB's claims against the five defendants based upon the CFPB's conduct during the depositions, and the 11th Circuit of Sanctions ordering dismissal. The 11th Circuit was persuaded by the following facts. The CFPB repeatedly disobeyed the district court's instructions and orders regarding Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 30b-6 depositions. District courts have broad discretion to fashion appropriate sanctions for a violation of discovery orders. The district court's instructions and orders were clear 
the CFPB did not misunderstand, quote, it disagreed, close quote. The district court repeatedly emphasized that factual matters were subject to inquiry and the CFPB refused to respond properly to these inquiries. Continued refusal to adhere to the district court's order undermines the very purpose of Rule 30b-6 deposition. Quote, the CFPB does not have the power to decide which discovery rules it will abide by and which ones it will ignore. Close quote. The CFPB continued to use work product objection to fact-based questions even after the district court had re-emphasized its orders to answer these questions. The CFPB continued to take the incredible position, and that's a quote from the 11th Circuit, that exculpatory facts did not exist as to any defendant in the case. Quote, the district court retains the discretion to dismiss a complaint where the party's conduct amounts to flagrant disregard and willful disobedience of the court's discovery orders, close quote. The district court dismissed the claims against the respondents only after determining that reopening the depositions would not be fruitful. And the 11th Circuit agrees and finds no abuse of discretion. And the 11th Circuit finally said, quote, the court believes the record speaks for itself in refuting the contention that dismissal was improper because the CFPB claimed defendants were not prejudiced by its conduct. So what's the key takeaway here? The government or the CFPB's elusive and filibuster style behavior was not tolerated by either court. The CFPB was informed of the effects of its problematic behavior, and when given an opportunity to correct its course, it continued to display evasive and strategic tactics in opposition to the district court's order. So this decision serves as a reminder to counsel involved in CFPB investigations to challenge misconduct. Don't be shy. We should know that the CFPB does not possess any governmental agency immunity to avoid depositions and affirmative discovery. So please stay tuned to further programs as we identify and address the key issues and developments and provide strategies for success. I wish you continued success and a meaningful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Clearly Conspicuous. For more information on our Consumer Protection Defense and Compliance Team, visit hklaw.com cpdc or email anthony.deresta at hklaw.com with any questions about today's episode.